Welcome again to Gethsemane Sundays from Gethsemane Lutheran Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Our presiding minister is Reverend Deborah Muter, music by Aaron Smith. The following was recorded October 25th, 2020. According to St. John, the eighth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying, You will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. Okay, I've been off for a few weeks, so I'm revved up and ready to go. Yay? Oh, you might not say yay, right? <laughs> what I want to start you with is a little bit of a smart aleck question. So forgive me, especially if you brought younger people here and you're going to have to hear about it later. Sorry, Missy. Yeah, that's the problem with your kids. They listen, <laughs> right? Um, what I want to ask you is, do you think... You did this. I don't mean this church, although I might mean that, and I could ask myself or anybody else who's a leader in this congregation. Do you think you did this yourself? Certainly, we know we didn't make our bodies, but we continue to take care of them, hopefully. What about what we consider to be a little bit more inside, the faith? Maybe we think of our faith as being kind of here and here. Do you think you did that? Your faith in God? No. Okay. See, she's on it. She knows the right answer, but you know what, Eileen? A lot of people are thinking, well, no, but. Do you think your faith in God is something you made happen? Are you a baptized child of God? Yes. Okay. Was that your doing? Did you do that? Did you get yourself baptized, young lady? I happen to know that you did not. <laughs> Because we stood right over here, and whoever was holding you, mom or dad, handed you over to me. Now, I didn't have the privilege of baptizing Connor, but the same thing happened with him, right? He got handed over. Lots of us were that age, right? Good timing. Thank you, Jana. <laughs> Lots of us were that age, babies, when we were baptized. And that, that thing about infant baptism that, that is so great... That, that some of our Christian brothers and sisters balk at especially, is that we are handed over. We had no say in it. We were, some of us, literally handed over kicking and screaming, some quietly sleeping, right? And we didn't do it. And really, our parents who brought us and our family members who brought us, they didn't do it. And the pastor, whether it was me or anybody else, that pastor really wasn't the one even doing it what actual baptism is about. And it's the same thing, doesn't matter if a child is baptized, right? 
If you're this big, this big, this big, I've baptized men that are this tall before, right here, who had to bend way over to get baptized, right? Even if you walked in of your own accord and said, I want to be baptized, you're not the one who did it. Because I want you to leave this place today, I'm telling you this because I want you to leave this place today reminded that everything that happens in your faith life, even your baptism, is not, not because you worked hard or you were especially good or cute or that you really tried hard or you were very earnest about it and you meant it. None of that is what makes your faith life what it is. We were handed over and baptized We walked in and were baptized, but it is God who does the work. God who washes the sins away from a tiny infant who we can't even imagine has had an opportunity to sin yet, but we know will be a sinful human being. God washes away the sins of the children and the teenagers and the adults. We know that they're sinful human beings, and God is the one who does that. Now, here's a fairly recent saying that, again, I'm sorry if this gets repeated at home. Don't misuse this, because it's, I mean it in the best possible way. But we all need to hear this. I need to hear it, and everybody else, when it comes to our lives and our faith lives and what we think about it. And this is how it goes. Get over yourself. Right? We say it to each other sometimes because we know somebody else is thinking too much about themselves and how they've influenced their lives or someone else's lives or the world, get over yourself. You think you did that? When you're thinking about your faith, when you're thinking about what you have as a Christian person, I want you to get over yourself. I want me to get over myself. Not sure if the grammar's right on that, but you know what I'm trying to say. You didn't make this happen. You are not in control of your life. If we were in control of our lives, we would have sung out a mighty fortress is our God this morning. We wouldn't wear masks, and there'd be a lot more people in church, and we wouldn't have to do this separating and all the stuff that we have to do. We're not in control like we'd like to be, right? You're not in control of your life. You're not in control of your faith. You're not in control, not in control of your death or in control of your eternal life. Get over yourself and see that it's all up to God. It's good news. Don't worry. It sounds kind of like bad news. Oh, no, I've got no control. I can't do anything. There's a lot of things you can do. I didn't say you can't do anything. But God is in control of your life, your health, your faith, your death, and your eternal life. And I don't know about you, but if there's anybody I want to hand over all that to, It's God. Because God's done a pretty good job so far. Now, we tend to blame God for the bad stuff, but that's not really how that works. I don't have time to cover all that this morning. But what I do have time to do is pick on Connor Prohaska just a wee bit. Sorry, Connor. Your sisters are just, like, so happy right now. (laughs) Yeah, they're all like, yeah, yeah. Because the two of them have had their turn and one yet to come. Right? And, and the tough part for Connor, the good and the bad, is he's a, he's a confirmation graduating class, if you will, confirmed class of one. Right? Two others in his class, but they're not getting confirmed yet, a couple years behind him. Um, if you don't know Connor very well, let me tell you a couple things about him. Connor is very thorough. Right? Am I right? Am I on? 
Yeah? He is very accurate. Right? Okay. Now, also, I've learned just a tiny bit. I've seen just this teeny tiny bit. He also has this rather strange sense of humor that I've only, like, just barely learned a little bit about. Thank you, Lauren, for a little help on that. Um, but that, that's something else. But he's, and because he's just one in his class, he's had to have a lot of extra help, right? Thank you, Wayne Linder, for, for doing what we call independent study, uh, doing a lot of work. And I'm sure if you talk to Wayne, he'll say he probably learned as much from Connor as vice versa, right? They worked together for a while. Um, and then also, thank you, COVID and just our scheduling. Um, I wasn't able to spend as much time with Connor in class going through the catechism parts. So I had some DVDs of a seminary professor going through the parts of the catechism. Doesn't matter that he's in ninth grade. Bring it on, right? And I will tell you that then Connor watched the videos and wrote out a response, kind of a summary of what Dr. Nestigen said on each of those. And I put Connor's writing skills and ability to understand up against any adult that I know. Good job, Connor. In fact, I think he's probably earned himself on the uh, spot on the prayer writing team, if I'm not mistaken. Good job. Good job for us. Get that Bev, put him on your list, okay? Connor can answer all the questions. He knows all the info. Connor does not, however, get any more points with God because of this. Sorry about that part. <laughs> he does not earn his faith because he did so well learning about the Lutheran Catechism, about his faith. Connor, newsflash girls, he's a sinner just like the rest of us. He needs redemption, just like the rest of us. And even better, Jesus loves Connor like the rest of us with this crazy, unbelievable love, as he does all of us. I hope you're hearing that this sermon is not really about or just for by any means, Connor. Just put your name in that spot. You're a sinner, and Jesus loves you with a crazy, unbelievable love, too. Enough love that God sent his only son to die for Connor and for all of us. Because this is not about Connor or me or you or anybody. We need to get over ourselves and focus on God. We all need to keep it in our heads that this faith business is about God working in our lives every day. Yes, of course, we experience and understand our faith better when we study, when we pray, when we come to worship, when we talk to other Christian people, when we stay in communication with each other, when we receive the sacrament. But God is the one doing the work. We heard it in Romans 3, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That truth that Jesus sets us free with is done by Jesus, not by us. When you listen to a good hymn, we didn't sing a mighty fortress yet, we will, or Aaron will for us, Built on a Rock. When we hear a good hymn like Built on a Rock, we hear the words that remind us of all these things, that it's not these church churches that are built, as beautiful as many of them are, where God dwells, but here in the holy temple of our bodies that he built. 
and you read through this hymn and through others, it's God doing it. God built it. God fills our hearts. God gives us life and salvation. God is the one doing all of this. And we need to get over ourselves and look to God. Stop looking at ourselves and quite honestly at one another and look at God and say, thank you, God. And and on a Reformation Day, we have to say, reform me, Jesus, every single day. Amen. This has been a Wayne Shout production.